Hello and welcome to The Nature Pod, a weekly conversation and invitation to join me and my guests as we navigate pathways to nature, as prescribed in forest bathing and the practice of Shinrin-yoku. Let's awaken our senses to all that is around us as my fellow walkers in life, friends, experts in the field of health, wellness and ecotherapy share their stories of nature connection and their insights into personal development. I'm Suzanne Radford, forest therapy practitioner, communication coach and radio presenter, lover of the great outdoors, guiding people through nature to a place of calm, clarity and contentment. I have found some of the best conversations, ideas and inspiration happen when walking and spending time in nature. So let's connect and see where it takes us. I'm sitting on the terrace at Sonia Carr Stein's beautiful home, looking out over a mountain range. The clouds are hanging low in the sky today. I'm looking over at the Barajem, a reservoir which looks beautiful and surrounded by trees. So Sonia Carr Stein's is mother's finest monchic, sharing her knowledge and passion of food as medicine. And it's a real pleasure to be sitting with you at your home today. Thank you. What height are we at? We are 700 metres above sea level. How did you find this paradise? I remember coming to Portugal in 2008 because we had a friend living here and he said, oh, you've got to come down here. It's absolutely amazing. We came down, we started to look around and we were always looking to live in somewhere that was remote and in, uh, really remote, nature, beach and this just fitted everything in we went to have a look at our friend's place didn't like it returned again in 2012 and we were just in monchique um we were looking around at the uh, looking through the estate agent's window and i remember the estate agent came out and said oh are you looking for property and we said yeah kind of so he said come tomorrow he said i'll have a few properties for you to see and uh, see what you think so we returned the next day came with the estate agent and as we were driving up the mountain I think uh, Suzanne knows this, when when it's raining, sometimes you're in the clouds, you can't see anything, but I could feel it. I could feel that this place was special. Uh, we came up to the top of the mountain, and as I was standing here, I really couldn't see the view, but I could feel it. And I thought, wow, this is special. This is really special. This is really powerful. And I immediately turned to the estate agent and said, I want it. So my husband said, now you just can't say yes, we've got another six properties to see. So they dragged me around to the other six properties and I said, no, 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 this was it. Came back, the clouds had moved and I could see the view and I just had the feeling I'm home. And this is the first time that I've ever, ever been in anything, even shoes. I've never said, <laughs> I've never said straight away, I want these shoes. But this piece of land... This, this is special. So, yeah, I just feel really, really blessed to be here. Where do you think that pull came from, that, 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 that strong feeling? Because first of all, where was the need to want to live in a remote area? And what do you think, where do you think that pull or that, that intuition came from? Well, I'd grow up in the countryside. We were, I was brought up in a place called High Green, which is around about, I don't know, 13 kilometres from Sheffield. So it's really in the countryside. A lot of farmers. I think anyone who knows Sheffield, it's a very industrial place. But High Green is really, it's, it's a really nature part of, um, of of England because you've got the Snake Pass, you've got the Peak District and all those places there. We were a big family. We were six children 
My mother always just threw us out of the house because we were too many people to to stay in. And we were always just walking around in nature and lost there. And because we were six children, we didn't have a lot of things like spending money and stuff like this. So anything you wanted, you had to save for it. So I hired this fantastic idea that I would just walk to school every day and save my bus fare so I didn't have to get on the bus. And this these walks, which usually took me an hour to get to school... That's where my love started. I would avoid the road so I wouldn't have to go next to the street. I hated catching the bus anyway because it was full of school children and there was too it, it was too chaotic for me. So I would always take the paths that led me in to go through the woods. And just walking gives you this feeling of being mindful. You have to be mindful because one, you're alone. And two, there's all these different changes that are going on every single day. So I think the walks to school, that was the, that's my earliest memory of, um, of actually being in touch with nature. That's, that's what started this love for nature off. And I always felt so calm and um, it was always, it always brought me on a different path. And it was a it, it was kind of meditation. It was definitely a kind of meditation. And you each day you were actually bathing yourself into nature. Oh, lovely! Yeah, there you go. That's sometimes people ask me, well, "Forest bathing? What do we have to get into water?" And it's of course that you've just captured it there. It's this bathing in the atmosphere of the forest or in nature. It's in Shinrin Yoku in Japanese. It's it's immersion, fully immersing yourself in nature or in or in the forest and my goodness where we're sitting today on your terrace we couldn't be more immersed in nature so you clearly that day was a fortuitous day for you coming here and just knowing this felt right this this land because the house wasn't here then was it it was just a ruin no we just had um, we just had the ruin and um, it was incredible how people used to live before. There were just two rooms. It actually reminded me of how I grew up <laughs> with six, with with six, with six, um, with five siblings plus my mother and my father in this tiny three-bedroomed house. So the ruin was I, when I first saw it. I thought to myself, "Oh, this is this is strange. This actually looks like where we grew up, you know, in such a small place." And we actually took all the um, the stones from the ruin and we incorporated it into our house. So that's also a part of our house this feeling for nature it's it, it's really strange it's as if like your senses remember they actually remember how cl- uh, this connection with nature and for me i don't feel as if it's a it's i'm separate from it this feels like it's a part of me that i'm i'm home because this is a part of me i don't i, I can't really explain it in words but qua feeling this is part of me this is an extension of me every day I wake up I've never felt excited about anything except for how I feel when I wake up in Monchique I'm so excited what the day is going to bring and what I'm going to see I wild forest all the time I'm always walking around looking what I can incorporate into my food and things like that so that's my connection there's no way that I could be disconnected from this because I've incorporated it into um, all the products I use on my skin what I clean in my home and this is all healing I think this is a thing that people just don't understand how healing all these plants can be I'm interested in in plants anyway but if they're medicinal I'm sold I'm taking this plant with me and I'm going to incorporate it somehow into my daily life. I want to be, it to be a part of me. 
getting involved with food where you're breaking up the different ingredients and getting your hand into a bowl. I mean, I've shared with you, you've delivered some beautiful food, homemade bread that you've made, your homemade cheese, um, the, the salsa, which was so tasty. We talk about sense of taste and touch. So to touch your food, touch the ingredients and then taste when you taste your salsa, it's like the tomatoes are just incredible. It's just bringing us right back to all our senses becoming even more alive. And, 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 and sometimes we don't realise that maybe they're not as alive as they could be. And when we get stuck in to nature, that's when all our senses really waken up. Yeah, that's true small things like this so in your kitchen you could start with something where you're protecting your family your environment you could start planting something you could start walking and connecting with nature all these sorts of things are going to make you feel that this is how you it's supposed to be we have just forgotten all the old traditions that's what we've done we've just forgotten we just need to waken up all these emotions and feelings and and everything to feel as if we are whole again. What are you loving at the moment in nature? What's standing out to you at the moment? Oh, I think it when the fire happened in 2018 it was I think you have to actually go through something like this. No one can really explain to you how it feels to go through something like a fire. Even though it was very quick, it came and it went straight away. What it leaves behind, it's a lot of uncertainty about what's going to happen. A little bit like what's going on now. So the fire was really terrible. And after it passed here, everything was black. Everything was dark and everything was black. And I wondered how, how it was all going to heal. It was effortless. Within two weeks, you could already see a change of black to green. And that, for me, was really, really powerful. How I connect food with, with healing, you never know what's, what life is going to send you. And my husband, 17 years ago, he was diagnosed with um, colitis, which is um, it's a little bit less severe than Crohn's. And we used to go to the hospital every single week to test his blood, to see if the medication was um, affecting his heart or his liver and things like this. So this is like inflammation. It's, it's an IBS. It's, a, it's an irritable bowel disease. And uh, left alone, it only gets worse. And the connection between the gut and the immune system, every single thing you put inside your mouth has an, has an influence how you think and how you feel. And that's how it was affecting my husband. It was affecting how he felt and how he was thinking. And his quality of life was getting, it was diminishing terribly. It was awful to see. He was losing a, a unbelievable amounts of weight. We felt as if we were out of control. We had to go to the doctors, to the hospital all the time. You were there all the time. And on one of the visits, I remember sitting in the in the clinic and waiting for our tablets to, to come. And I started to look around into the clinic and I saw babies. I saw older people. I saw mothers. Um, I saw teenagers. And I thought, wow, this is not anything to do with age. It's this. This affects everybody. So um, as we went into, when it was our turn and we went in to see the doctor, I said to the doctor, do you think this will, this has any connection with food? If we change his diet, do you think it'll have any influence? He told me no, absolutely not. And just from a memory of thinking of how my connection is with food and with nature, I thought I'm going to try. Fast forward 17 years on, 
he stopped the tablet six months after we we were in uh, we went to see the doctor and we have been controlling his illness with only with food and he's never taken any medication whatsoever in a nutshell again nature has worked it out you know if you stay close to nature this is what we're supposed to do. So what would be your sort of staple of uh, natural ingredients that you always have in your kitchen? Fermentation. It's the biggest thing. It's bacteria. I think there's a misconception about um, bacteria because sometimes you'll pick up a bottle of I don't know, cleaning detergent and or sanitizer and it'll say kills 99% bacteria. And if you think about it, we evolved from bacteria. Bacteria is everywhere. It's on the plants. It's on our skin. It's everywhere. It's on your animals. You cannot get away from it. Now, killing 99% of this bacteria, it has. someone has to think, what are we doing? You know, what are we doing? If I can say that the, if there was one thing that I could choose that I would keep with me, it's it's this fermentate it's this bacteria i carry it with me everywhere when i travel i bathe my husband in it i changed all this all the things that we put on our skin they all derive from food the cleaning products all derive from food um everything so what i'm trying to do is to protect us to keep us into this uh, and and, st- and stay close to nature but keep this protection of bacteria around us and on us all the t- at all times so what form is that in then how would you that would be in sauerkraut that would be in a probiotic drink apple cider vinegar apple cider vinegar is amazing you make your own don't I, you? I, I i do i do make my own i make everything what i try to do is to show people to have like a kind of short list of things that you can integrate into your daily life that will keep you safe and to move away from all this processed food and try to encourage people or get them excited to 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 get more into cooking because we've actually just forgotten how to cook so what i'm trying to do is to bring these old traditions back where the mother was actually the head of the of the house cooking she was actually the doctor she was the one that was preparing all these meals for the family now we give everything over to the supermarkets the supermarkets decide when we're going to eat it when the product's going to be finished and how long you can keep it for if you take back this power and you start to cook you can say "Mm, this tastes good to me i'm going to eat it now or this i'm going to keep it a little bit longer For instance, let's take something simple like getting the common cold. If you could eliminate that, you will feel more powerful in controlling what actually happens. Once you get over that and you you think to yourself, oh, no one's getting a cold anymore, no one's getting flu anymore, the next illness that comes along, you'll be thinking, oh, I could use this or I could use that. But imagine if you were making just a salad sauce, just a salad sauce that you were giving to your children every single day to prevent them from getting a cold that is it it's as simple as that so what would be in that salad sauce garlic chop some garlic up add some salt and water ferment it keep it in the fridge someone looks like they're getting a cold take a teaspoon of that take it 
you don't have to think about it anymore. You don't have to run to the doctors and ask him, can I have this? Can I have that? I even read an article the other day that um, there's one an- there's one um, antibiotic that wipes out 99% of the gut bacteria. Why would you want to take that? Why would you want to give your children that? And I think for a lot of parents and um, or carers, even if they do go to the doctor and the doctor says, listen, this is a virus. You just have to wait it out for maybe one or two weeks. The body will heal itself. It'll heat up. You'll, you'll, you'll get a kind of uh, flu-type symptoms, but you will get over it. Nobody wants to wait. Nobody wants to sit and watch their children get through that. And that's why we don't do it. But if you have the medicine on hand in your, in your fridge and every single day you were feeding your children that, then... You wouldn't, you wouldn't have to deal with anything like colds and flus and things like this. So it's you, the prevention. Yes. So build up your immune system, Absolutely. be as strong as you possibly can Absolutely. by eating those foods, fermented foods. Which, in fact, if you listen to episode five with Keith Littlewood, I remember speaking to him on the radio so many times about understanding the gut. It's, it's your second brain. You've got a healthy gut, then you've got a healthy immune system. And this second brain, which you are completely, you've, you've hit the, the nail on the head there about what you put into your mouth has a direct effect on how you feel and how you think. This is why a lot of young people are having all these anxieties and things like that because they're eating quick food, processed food, and that's definitely going to have an effect on your gut bacteria. What you eat, you are it's not even about you anymore. You are I think it's the ratio is 10,000 bacteria to one to one cell of your own. It's not really about you anymore then. We are just a vessel. So let's bring it back round to to where we are and where you are here. Our main thing was to incorporate a lot of diversity. So we've got a lot of trees. We've managed to plant a lot of agave trees. We've got huge amounts of like pears and apples. Um, pomegranates pomegranates yeah we've 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 got blackberries we've got such a diversity of trees because that's what we wanted we wanted to plant a fruit forest slowly slowly everything is starting to yeah it's starting to it's starting to grow our forest is growing we had a tree here now uh, a silky oak and we planted that in 2014 this is the first time that it started to bloom this is the, really the first time it started to bloom and it's, and it's just amazing. We had a family of swallows that came and everyone told us that this is really, really special if a swallow builds a nest in your home. So it's actually next to the garage and we thought we'd just have it for one year. But um, this is the third year that they've been here and their young are just starting to leave the nest and run around and everything. So there's a lot of birds that after the fire that did go, like the owl and the cuckoo, and they're all back again. They've all come back, made their home. And this is also um, an indication for me of healing. Of healing and of health. What I'm noticing is the cleanness of the air. I can just feel it as I'm breathing it in. There's a beautiful breeze. And butterflies are dancing all around us. The bird's song is full. There's a lot of activity here on this very quiet spot on the mountain. And, and when you see the butterflies, and I know that, that up in Monchik and around Monchik, there are rare butterflies. And a lot of it's because we are remote and because the air is so pure here. I, d- I don't know why, but sometimes we get a, a certain haze that goes over the mountain. The visibility becomes less and less. 
But as soon as this wind takes up and it pulls everything, it's it's just amazing. It's as if God came out and polished everything. <laughs> you know, it's as if like we've he's been out with his duster or something like this. <laughs> and the sunsets and the sunrises. I'm, I mean, it. I, I I really do tear up sometimes. And sometimes my children come and say, "Mom, what's wrong?" And I'll say, "Just look, look what's happening." I think one thing that Monchique uh, does really do to me is it quietens me down. It makes me mindful. It it leaves me with me. I think for a lot of people that's frightening, and I think that also that I think that's what happened to a lot of people in lockdown when you're actually isolated in a place and there's no one else and you can't see anyone. There's no interaction with anyone. That's what really tears these layers off you and makes you think, who am I? There was a wonderful quote that I found the other day, and it says, it takes a strong individual to sit with themselves, calm their storms, heal their issues without trying to bring someone else into the chaos. And I thought that's perfect for now. Perfect. I have tried to call now and again people that i think are isolated that was my that was my way of like giving back to someone because i'm in this amazing place with my family and i did think about family members and friends that were really on their own so i d- i did think this about this thing about being alone i think we needed this i think a lot of people need for everything to just stop to be quiet and i think everyone can agree that like a lot of things have changed where there's been no aeroplanes the air is so clean where when have you ever been in it this may never happen again like the fire you wouldn't it may never happen again you will never see the contour of the land but sometimes i think we have to think about who am i what am i doing what should I be doing? You know, how do I interact with my neighbours then? Instead of looking to other countries or what's happening in the world, what about what's happening here in your space? How can you help somebody? How can how can you interact with your neighbours? Maybe it's also this connection with food that it's called cultures. You know that that also that's ne- there's not ever one bacteria that's on its own. It's it's nothing nothing in this biodiversity is on its own. It's acting together as a community. And again, it all ties in with nature. It's coming back again. It keeps coming back to the same thing that we are not separate. We can't separate ourselves. We have to act as a as a community. So in this community of biodiversity that you have all around you, what's been a, a gift or a surprise to you? What have you found here? What ingredient? Every day I wake up, I am forced to look what I can incorporate into my life, what's going to support me in, in what I'm doing. And I was walking here with my, with my Portuguese neighbour and I love this lady because she's so rural, she's so raw. And she said to me, do you know everything that grows around you, the plants really that grow around us are usually the ones that we need personally. I found that really beautiful. This year, for some reason, St John's Wort is in abundance here on my land. It has a huge connection with depression and anxiety and things like that. So I'm making oils from this and I'm also drying it and making teas from it. So if someone comes to my house, they get a little bottle of oil and, and they get some a little tea bag with the St. John's wort in it. And it's so calming, not only to drink it, that you can take the oil and you can bathe yourself in that as well. So you're you're getting it from both 
both spectrums. You get in, you're just bathing yourself in these things. Cosmetics are probably one of the worst things that you can put on your skin. They destroy your bacteria so much. There are, there are so many toxins in it that if someone was to take even something like toothpaste, turn it round, read the ingredients, why are you putting something in your mouth that you have no idea? Like you can't even under you can't even I can't even pronounce some of the words that are on the back of that. Wouldn't it be better just to take something like a bay leaf, dry it, crush it up? It's got all those compounds in there to protect you, to keep you safe. And that's what I would do. So every single day I'm out there, even if I don't recognize a plant, I'll take it with me, see the connection with it and see how I can incorporate it into my daily life. It's not uncommon for me to be driving home, see some wild fennel, pull the car over to the side, drag the wild fennel with me, take it back, put it straight into my sauerkraut, and that's part of my biodiversity. I'm adding it to it. Is there a place in your mind or in nature that really stands out in your memories? I was always curious about Jamaica because I come from a Jamaican background and all these things like um, healing teas and being in connection with nature, that actually comes from my parents. Fast forward to the 80s. The 80s, everything became processed and it was just easier for everyone. So um, I lost that connection slightly with um, growing things and and making things raw but it was always in me so I always wanted to go to Jamaica and and find my roots so I went to Jamaica I also went to Grand Cayman which is an island next to Jamaica where my auntie was and I remember we decided to go on an underwater tour so they had these little uh, submarines that they used to fix the oil rigs with and this suddenly became a tourist attraction. So you could actually go into these little submarines. There was only three people that would fit inside there so I had to lay on my stomach in the front. It was a whole glass window. It was a just a glass vessel and my husband sat with the driver and we actually went down the Cayman Wall. It took one hour and from going from the top of the Cayman Wall down into the sea... It, it was amazing. We went from seeing sea life and then suddenly everything started to change. So actually sea life changed into plants and what you thought was a plant started to walk. But the light diminished and then it just got totally black. It was so dark. And all of a sudden you felt as if there was there was nothingness. It was absolutely... The feeling that it gave me was pretty much how I feel here. There was only me. That I had to be mindful about everything that I was looking around, but you were alone. And as I looked around and saw everything changing and the darkness and everything, I thought, wow, this is almost like... Um, I'm sorry to connect everything with gut bacteria, but this <laughs> this actually made me feel as if, like, how part of our gut bacteria is. There are... There are in the stomach, there is no light. There are species that live there, that can survive there. That was the connection that I made, that it is all connected. You can find so many different aspects in this on this planet that that mirror, actually, who we are and... That's amazing for me that I keep finding these reflections in so many different diverse parts of everything, you know, and it's all in nature. I don't think I w I've lived in a city. I lived in Amsterdam. 
I couldn't connect there. It made me very tired, very drained. And I think to myself, only here where you are completely alone that I could actually find myself. I wouldn't have found this part of myself in Amsterdam. There was too many distractions. You walk through the city, there's an advertisement, there's a bus going, people are shouting at each other. But here is only me. I know this maybe frightens a lot of people to, to be alone, but I feel complete. I have never ever felt so complete and happy about anything like I feel here. The more and more I've walked in nature, the more I realise how this this surprise and beauty and discovery and feeling of being alone, it's not being lonely because there's this sense of connection to something much bigger Absolutely. and it's a, it's a discovery and you don't need to overthink it. I'd like to leave you with one quote from T.S. Eliot and that is, our lives are not about a destination but about the journey. And... I think so many people are fixated on like, I want to get to 65, I want to get to 75. Or It's actually how you get there. You know, if, if you're sick every day or if you've got pains or aches or you feel anxiety, that is your journey. It's not really about if or when you're going to get to this ripe age of 85. What it's really about is your journey, how you wake up every day, how you feel, how you interact with people, your thoughts. I Every morning when I do wake up, I have an intention about what I want to do every day. And I run it like a little film and think to myself, OK, I would like to do this. I hope this goes well. And da, 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 da. So I have a whole list of things that I run into my mind's eye and and say, this is how I want my day to start. I have an intention. Tell me about your workshop. So you've got a workshop coming up in Lagoa. Where is it happening and what will it involve? It's happening at the Covent Bio in Lagoa. And I am going to bring back the excitement in cooking and even for people to pass on information to their children so when their children start to cook, that they know how to make bread and make all these ferments to keep them healthy. So I just want people to get more excited about it and not think, oh God, I've got to cook this or cook that. Have something ready in their fridge, like a salad sauce, and that's your probiotics, that's your that's your medicine, or a, a ferment like a sauerkraut, or to take some wonderful things like a water kefir, like a drink, like to, to produce something from just from one grain and water. And the simplicity of it and how cheap it is. We have so much free food everywhere it's just lemons lemons are in abundance in monchique they're falling down everywhere does anyone know that you can take a lemon water and salt and make a probiotic for the whole year to keep your family safe if there was one word that describes how you're feeling at the moment with nature what would that word be i think it would have to be gratitude it would have to be gratitude I have so much energy. I think you can hear from where I talk. I never stop talking. But I have so much energy. And for me to meditate, I find it very, very difficult. I do try. And my, me walking through nature, I, I feel as if that's my meditation. And even though I can't sit there, close my eyes and sometimes lose myself into it, I can walk and I can feel gratitude. And with this gratitude, that's my meditation. Every time I see something, I touch it, I look at it, gratitude. And 
that's so I don't beat myself up about trying to meditate because I can't sit still. It's not my thing, but what I can do is I can walk slowly, I can take my shoes off, I can hug a tree, I can pick some plant, and I can feel total gratitude that I'm allowed to do this, that this is a part of me. I even feel gratitude about being able to recognize a plant and to be able to take it into my home and that, that it heals me. That for me is, um, I'm so thankful. I am really, really thankful for that. So yes, it's gratitude. Sonia Carsteins of Mother's Finest Monchique. Thank you so much for joining the Nature Pod today. And you can follow Sonia online on Facebook and on Instagram with Mother's Finest Monchique. Sonia, thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to The Nature Pod with Suzanne Radford. For more on my nature therapy walks and workshops for stress management, check out thenaturepod.com or on social media at Forest Bathing Algarve. And if you'd like to share your stories of nature connection and join me on The Nature Pod, then get in touch. I'd love to hear from you. I leave you now with an invitation to notice the sense of taste when eating a piece of fruit or biting into a fresh vegetable. Close your eyes. Notice the smell, the texture. Focus on the taste and any sensations and notice how it makes you feel.